Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Freezing Nomad Podcast. I'm your host, Perfect Nomad. The date is June 27th on a Wednesday on 2018. And man, I've got some really cool things to share with you guys, and I'm really excited to talk about. First things first, Overwatch finally released their endorsement system along with their Symmetra rework. Um, I just got a brand new nifty uh, gaming chair that I want to talk about. And there's a lot of really cool things uh, that have been uh, released. A lot of people have been playing Alteric Pass. I know I've talked about that. I'm still excited about that. Um, Dead by Daylight actually hosted their first tournament that I want to talk about because it was a kind of a strange tournament. But other than that, let's get this episode started. I have been suffering for some major back pain for quite some time now. I used to game on like this really crappy office chair that had no cushion on it whatsoever. It was like a little magenta looking thing that just looked com really ugly. And then somebody kindly donated to me a, an old office chair that they were just going to toss. I took that and yeah, things did get a little bit better and it, my back ended up hurting a little bit more. In the like, uh, in the in the future, it, it just it, I it was so uncomfortable. Then I got a lumbar pillow for it, relieved some of the back pain a little bit. But my my body is just aching because I, I'm getting older. I I wear a costume all day, every day, and it adds an extra thirty pounds to my body. So, and I'm not a, I'm not the lightest guy. My body's very dense. So all this weight, all this pressure on me, just really sucked. So, I decided enough is enough. I think it's about time that I check out one of those really cool, fancy uh, gaming chairs. So, I mean, I've seen them before. I used to live by Fry's Electronics, and I tested them out, and I didn't really like them. I, I tried out, like, the DX Racers and all those popular ones, but there was one ch chair that stood out to me the most, and it was because of their social media. And I'm talking about Opseat. Obviously, these guys are incredible. So I was sitting at the trade show last week, and I was just searching through, searching through, searching through. And then uh, I came across on Twitter, like, Obseat came up. I guess they replied to somebody, and I looked at their uh, the reply, and I'm like, hey, that's 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 a really good social media reply. I, I, I can appreciate that. You know, this company went out of their way to say thank you to this person who posted their, their chair on their social media and you know it was a really funny gift so I'm like okay well let's check them out let's see what they're all about so I ended up liking what I saw um, so I asked them I reached out on Twitter I directly messaged them and I asked them I was like hey you know what's the difference between like you know a DX racer chair and clutch compared to you guys you know like you know about pricing style you know like what all, what's all over your social media like this is a genuine question so a little bit later, they actually got back to me and they linked me a really cool chart that they actually had prepared. And they had, uh, they, they said that, you know, like, Hey, we have support all the time, you know, go ahead and take a look at that chart. And 
you know, let us know what you think. So this chart is great because it, you know, it says obseat versus the competition and it tells you exactly what the differences are. So like, it's got like a very generic brand of DX racer. I'm going to go ahead and assume it's a DX racer. And you know, it's, it's right here. Price compared from $300 to 219, the price of the obseat. So the armrest, let me, let me get started with these armrests. Okay. They're fully adjustable. And when by fully adjustable, hear that click, click, they don't just go up and down. They go forward, they go back, they go two clicks to the left, two clicks to the right, and you can just move them around in any comfortable position that feels great for you. Dude, That mm, that's so good. That's really important for me because I like to have my left arm forward to reach the keyboard, and I like to have my armrest back a little bit to move my mouse around because I aim with my arm. I play a lot of Overwatch, so aiming with your arm is very important. So to top that off, that's really comfortable. With the other chairs, they just go up and down and they're curved, so that's kind of weird. It, it kind of locks your, your arms in place. Uh, the wheels, I, I game on a carpet and I can move around easily, no problem whatsoever. It's all good. They're the tilt mechanism. I don't really know the difference there, so I'm not going to talk about that. Their their base looks really good. It came with these trimmings. Uh, it's It's got like little screws at the bottom, so you can unscrew those and then replace the, the trimmings at the top with like a really hard, I think it feels, yeah, it feels plasticky with, a, with the trimming of the color that you choose. I chose the purple and it came with purple trimming, so now I got a really stylish looking seat. The leather, okay, the leather is super important here. This leather is perforated. Now what difference does that make? I live in California. Things here get really stupid hot. Flat leather, where it's all dense and just bonded together, creates a lot of heat. Perforated leather breathes. So this seat, I sit on it in a long extended periods of time. Like I just sit all the time because I'm gaming. Seats get hot. You know, I start sweating. I feel gross. It's nasty. I haven't gotten hot in this seat. Yeah, it gets warm, but it breathes, so it doesn't keep that heat. And it looks, it, it feels so good on my bum, on my back. It feels really nice. I like it. And it just, it just looks stylish. It just feels really, really good. When I first sat on it, it just felt like electricity through my body. I just, it felt so good. I felt super relieved. I, I just, I really like this. And dude, I love it too because it goes back all the way. I'm tilting in it right now all the way back and then it's got like a clutch mechanism so you can go back all the way and then i could just touch the ground and it's super comfy i could sleep in this if gabrielle ever gets mad at me and makes me sleep in the living room <laughs> but man everybody should have one of these if you if you're thinking about getting a gaming chair i highly recommend it like opsie they're great but here's another reason why i really like these guys so after i reached back out to them and i let them know like hey I got one of your chairs, I posted on social media, and I really, really, really enjoy your chair. Like, this is incredible. I'm so happy that I waited on getting a chair to find you guys. So I asked them a couple questions about their company, and they sent me, like, a really cool, interesting tidbit about their story about, let's see what their name is, uh, Seth Mattix, or Maddox, and John Rendamonti. And they got, like, a little story on their website on Opseat about us. And there was one, there's a couple things here that stick out to me. So it says right here, around the age of 12, our lives changed forever when John moved from New Jersey to Florida and met Seth at church summer camp. They continued to talk about how they did land parties with Halo back when Halo was like the thing. So land parties. 
Xboxes, multiple Xboxes, multiple TVs, multiple controllers connected, not facing each other. So instead of doing it online, a bunch of kids in-house playing Halo. Do you guys remember doing that? I remember doing that. I had the best, best time of my life. So already these guys have a strong friendship in gaming. So it says, flash forward 20 years later, they start they, their gaming session covers World of Warcraft, Dota, League of Legends, Call of Duty, Overwatch, Rocket League, PUBG, Destiny, Elder Scrolls, Mass Effect, Fallout, Battlefield, Gears of War, and so much more. Guys, guys, World of Warcraft and Overwatch. It, and, and the next sentence, in 2011, it says, thanks to an extended addiction to World of Warcraft and the competitive arena, we became well-known within the community. Guys, they're Warcraft fans. They're Blizzard fans. This company plays Blizzard games. Boom. That's why I was drawn to these guys. I didn't even know until I read this. It's, it's Support Blizzard gamers. Support Blizzard gamers. Support Blizzard gaming companies. Look at Jinx. Those guys are incredible. Jinx is fun. They got really cool uh, gaming gear. From Blizzard, Obseat. These guys are Blizzard gamers. Support them. And to top it all off, all their chairs are $50 off during the summer, which was the most attractive quality for me because I'm on a budget and I'm trying to save to upgrade my computer. So my total, my grand total of getting a Master Series purple gaming chair was $209. That's with the summer sale going on and a $10 off coupon from signing up for their mailing list. So boom, $209 shipping and everything. I ordered it on June 16th. I got it by the 22nd. So within the week, June 16th was a Friday. So if I would have ordered it probably earlier, it probably would have came at a later date, but whatever. But yeah, and it was super easy to assemble too. It didn't take, it didn't take like more than an hour even less, I wasn't counting, mostly because of my, my screw-ups. I put some screws in the wrong places, but Gabrielle was a huge help, put it together, and yeah, I, I'm comfortable now. I'm so happy. Like I don't even want to go to work anymore because I just want to sit in my chair all day. <laughs> my cats like it too. <laughs> I've, I know I posted on my Twitter, my cat Sylvanas just sitting on the chair, but I'm eyeing her the entire time because I'm like, don't, don't claw my chair. <laughs> but yeah, guys, Opsy, these these guys are great. So, also another thing, these guys were super kind, and um, now I'm affiliated with them. They they accepted my affiliation. So in the show notes, I'm gonna link my uh, my affiliate link to Opseat. So if this seat interests you, you can use my referral link. You'll get ten dollars off, and it'll help me out incredibly. And it'll show me like, hey, I like. You're a great salesman. I like the I like the thing you said about the chair. <laughs> you don't have to, but hey, it, it's there if you want to use it. If you want an extra $10 off, please be my guest. It'll help me out. And this is my first uh, affiliation with the company. So yeah, it's kind of nice. Freezing Nomad Opseat. Nomad Opseat? Huh, who knows what the, the future holds. But yeah, if you're looking for a great, comfortable gaming chair, Opseat is where it's at. It's really hard to record in a in a hot room. <laughs> Sometimes I leave the fan running, but it makes the podcast sound a little staticky. So I got to open up some windows. So if there's going to be some background noise, I got some really rowdy neighbors every now and then. So please excuse any noise in the background. So anyways, as, as of this recording, I record these a little a, a day before I release them. As of this recording, today, Overwatch released their endorsement system 
along with the symmetry rework. And uh, oh my god, I couldn't be more happy. This this is the best decision Blizzard has made for Overwatch. Endorsements are awesome. And maybe you don't know what this is. Maybe you don't play Overwatch and you, I piqued your curiosity. Endorsements. So there's three different categories. You got sportsmanship, good teammate, and shot caller. So let's say I'm in your, your competitive match and... I'm playing Mercy, and I'm making callouts. Widow in the back. Oh, Winston on your Mercy. Or help El Arzaria. Just things like that. And you're like, hey, this guy was a really great shot caller. I wouldn't have seen the things if you know if he didn't call him out. I'm going to endorse him at the end of this match. So you press N, and then a list of characters comes up on your team. Or you can switch over to the enemy team. And you can choose that category, shot caller. And you can endorse me as a shot caller. So that gives me a point and then also tells me like i did a really good job i appreciate you here's an endorsement and the person who endorsed the other person gets 50 xp so not only does endorsements tell other people and and reinforce well it, it tells people like hey you're doing awesome continue doing what you're doing and it reinforces positive feedback and positivity and combats toxicity you get 50 xp for it I can't tell you how many times I've been a pinch away of leveling up from over and uh, getting a level in Overwatch, and then it's just I, I can't get it. If I just had that 50 XP, I would have leveled up, and I didn't have to play another game. <laughs> but oh man, I just, uh, I tried it on the PTR when it before, and I got really stoked. I was like, oh okay, I got some endorsements. That's cool. But getting it on live, I came home, set up my internet. I got I got new internet by the way. Super fast internet now. Hee <laughs> hee. After I got all that done, I was really frustrated with what happened. Played around of Overwatch with the new Symmetra rework. I, I didn't get to play, but I play against and play with. Um, after that, I, I was feeling a little frustrated after the day. But then I was healing, did, a, did an okay job, I, I felt. I got showered with endorsements. And I was like, what's going on? People were like, oh yeah, endorse, endorse. You know, this guy, you're a good teammate. You know, you're sportsmanship yeah you're great i was like oh my god i'm gonna cry this is great get it that dude i i don't think i've ever felt that in a video game before i used to play league of legends and they had that but it didn't feel the same i don't I, not the poo poo on league of legends but if, if somebody else who's toxic endorses you it doesn't really feel good <laughs> but I, I don't know maybe it's because i'm more invested into overwatch it just feels really good to have somebody like say i like you I like what you're doing. Keep what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. I like that. So, mm, it's just a really good feeling. Symmetra and her rework. It. I don't know how to explain this. I think it's going to take some time for people to learn what they can do with Symmetra. Reddit was full of like all these different threads. Like, oh, this is going to be crazy. Symmetra is crazy. You can put a, a bastion up on the ceiling in sentry form. And oh, all these different directions. Mm, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, she doesn't feel overpowered she doesn't feel underpowered i just i don't know i uh, quick match still feels the same i think it's going to take a while for people to learn how to play the new symmetra like she's cool and all like don't get me wrong i've always liked symmetra but i don't think she's really i don't think she's too much of a good fit for the direction overwatch is going same thing with torbjorn i i mean i'm still waiting for his rework i was a big engineer fan in team fortress 2 so i really like that whole turret system setting down a turret and you know hanging around it repairing it and like going off and shooting some dudes who are looking at your turret i like that kind of play style so 
I don't know. I. But here's what Symmetra does now. She can't auto lock on somebody, which is really, really nice. That was the one annoying thing about Symmetra is that she would just run up to you and microwave you and you couldn't get away. You have to aim her beam like Zarya beam now. Her projectiles go a lot faster now. They're just like, they're like bullets now. They're so fast. And she shoots out her sentries now and she's only got three of them because they do increase damage and they also slow. So they're really dangerous now. I guess you gotta be a little bit more strategic when you're playing Symmetra. Like you can't just run in with the rest of your DPS. You gotta like place your sentries and hold down a, a spot. You can even teleport your whole team in. Like you could put a teleporter right in front of your foot and like put the teleporter exit somewhere else. Like it, it's kind of like in a straight line. And like in Heroes of the Storm, like with Medivh with the portals right there. Hey, you know what? That'd be a really cool skin for Symmetra. A Medivh skin. Come on, Blizzard, let's get on it. <laughs> But, I don't know, I haven't seen any insane plays, in, at least in my games. I haven't played a lot, so I could be eating my foot, like, 30 minutes from now. <laughs> Who knows? But, I think it's going to take some time for Symmetra players to settle in, because I didn't even see a lot. I, I know she's locked in competitive right now. Competitive is actually ending in a couple of hours. So, she's locked there. But even in quick, quick play, it just, I didn't really feel like she was a threat. I didn't feel like, oh man, here comes Symmetra, she's OP now. I didn't feel that at all. In fact, uh, I thought she was going to be a uh, Brigida killer. And I just kept smacking her in the face with my mace as Brigida. So I, I don't know, maybe it was the player himself. But I, I maybe I need to try playing Symmetra. But I haven't yet because people just keep insta-locking her. So <laughs> who knows? But I really do like the direction Overwatch is going. You know, they're listening to their fan base and they're making adjustments accordingly. Of course, it's really hard to to to, to sift through the feedback and just kind of get rid of the heavy-handed comments. Um, but that's what Blizzard's great at. They they look through the feedback and they see all the comments and you know they take to heart like some really good ones. And I'm sure the heavy-handed comments do hit home, and that sucks. But hey. You know, at least they're doing something. At least they're a company that listens to its user base and uh, makes adjustments accordingly. <clears throat> We're, we've also been getting teased, like, incredibly hard from a new hero, it seems. Uh, they Overwatch, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, they released, like, a little, uh, what it seemed like, a King's Row area with a bunch of contradicting posters where it's like, you know, peace and unity all for Omnics and... Omnics rule or no Omnics allowed and then in the background was like a curious George looking monkey with a dog at the bottom and people were like oh my gosh it's experiment 28 it's Hammond from Horizon Lunar Colony where Winston's from we're gonna get Hammond I, I don't know <laughs> and then like a couple days later they released the same thing and it's like we're rolling out and then it's like a big boulder just boom, goes right through and people are like, what the hell is that? Oh, man, we're getting the Indiana Jones ball. And I'm like, guys, no, 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 no. You know what this means? We're getting a Droideka. Cricket, cricket. <laughs> Droidekas are from Star Wars. Little guys that roll into a ball, have a shield, and pew, pew. <laughs> I don't know what Overwatch is doing, but I, I, can't, I cannot think of a hero that can use a rolling, a, a bowling ball type of attack or... Maybe they become a, a rolling ball thing? I don't know, like, that's that's different. I'd, it'd be cool to see like a tank that like throws big boulders and then he's gotta go retrieve it or something. I don't, I don't know, but 
Blizzard has done some crazy things. I mean, let's look at Cho'Gall over in Heroes. That's a two-in-one hero. Lost Vikings, that's three heroes in one. So, I'm excited to see what Blizzard has in store, you know? Especially for, uh, for Overwatch. Sniping. Sniping's always been a defensive thing. And then they made sniping a healing thing with Ana. And not only did they make her a, a healing sniper, they made her a, a grandma. Female. Strong. Blizzard breaks boundaries, and I'm excited for this hero. I, I'm so freaking stoked. I, not, not just because it's a new hero, and it's like new meta, but that means we're getting new lore. We're getting lore. We're getting more stuff. We're getting new characters. Last character we got, Brigida. Cool. She's Squire's Reinhardt, Torbjorn's daughter. She repairs armor. Yeah. <laughs> I like Brigida. I'm not, not poo-pooing on her. But I wanted more. I'm like, come, Brigida, where did you come from? Where did you go? Like, I want to know. <laughs> where did you, how did you become Reinhardt Squire? Like, what are you doing with your training? What does your father think of it? Why is Reinhardt more of a father than Torbjorn? You know, like, <laughs> I want to know these things. Who's Farrah's real dad? I want to know these things. Come on, Overwatch. You're killing me here. There's a huge summer sale going on with Steam. I'm trying so hard not to spend my money. Again, I'm trying to save to get a new CPU, a new RAM. I'm trying to switch over to Intel from AMD. I, I've got like a under mid-range computer and I am just so sick of the way it runs. I know it could be so much better. So every time I see a game that I want, I just stare at my computer like, I need to upgrade you. <laughs> But I couldn't resist getting a DLC for Dead by Daylight, and I got, <laughs> and I got the, the Freddy Krueger DLC. I love Freddy Krueger. I'm wearing a Freddy Krueger shirt as I do this podcast right now. I just, I, I lo- I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for 80s horror villains, you know? And I, I gave in to people talking in Dead by Daylight that Freddy is the worst killer I wanted to see for myself, so I went ahead and pulled the trigger and I bought the Freddy Krueger DLC. And, dude, he's fun. <laughs> like, I don't care if he is the worst killer or what people say. He is just so much fun. And I didn't seem to have too much of a problem playing him because I. Ranks reset at like every, I don't know, couple months or every month in Dead by Daylight. So everybody gets reset back to level 20. And everybody who was like, you know, really good at playing the game, they're playing with the the new players. They're playing with new blood. They're playing with players that aren't very good. And it's just like the Overwatch rank system. If you were to Smurf, and come back into the game on a different account, and you're really good, you're just gonna defeat everybody, and you're just gonna take off and be where you need to be. So same thing with Dead by Daylight. I'm a really good killer in this game. <laughs> Trained by Overwatch from sound and all that crap. Um, so when I was playing Freddy, it didn't really take me long to learn how to play him. So he's invisible to all other characters. True to the movies, he you, he can only attack you when you're in the dream state. So with Freddy, you you find somebody, and you you hit your your right click, and he starts pulling somebody into the dream. So that survivor gets all like woozy. They kind of look like Mortal Kombat, like, oh, finish him. They start looking like that, but they can still move and stuff. But like their head looks like a bobblehead to indicate like, oh, they're falling asleep. So once you fully pull them into the 
to the dream world that takes another phase. <clears throat> they start glowing like a blue aura around them, which indicates that they're asleep, so to speak. So you can chase them down. They, their, uh, their generator progression is regressed and slower and they can't do anything until they're awake. And they, the only way to well, wake yourself up is to fail skill checks, which include healing yourself or doing generators. Mind you, Freddy's chasing you around the entire time while you're asleep. Freddy can also see you if you go too far away. So a red aura is revealed. So like if you run away to go do a generator and Freddy's not near you, he can still see your aura. So that's a really good advantage right there. But I can see why people say Freddy sucks. So when I downed somebody, uh, like three survivors, there's a total of four. When I downed one person, three of them came running out of the woodwork and they started healing the guy. And I had to pull at least one of them into the dream. You know, I just, I started spam clicking them. So it started the, the dream transgression into the dream, into the nightmare, should I say. And you can't hit them until they're fully asleep. So every killer takes two hits minus, you know, some add-ons where it takes only one hit. Or if you're Leatherface or the Hillbilly and you can use your chainsaw to down a survivor all the way to the dying state. Freddy takes four. He takes four different states to get someone down. So phase one, you make them sleepy. Phase two, they're asleep and you can attack them. And then it takes a hit to make them injured. And then another hit to the dying state. Uh, who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> That's utter crap. <laughs> like, I see now why people don't like playing as him because of crap like that. And that's that happens a lot at higher ranks. You know, people play with their friends. Killer, you don't get any advantage whatsoever with communication. Survivors, you can have microphones. You guys can talk on Discord and all that crap. So, four coordinated people against one guy who has basic add-ons and basic uh, loadout will always trump or triumph against somebody who's just by themselves unless they're really good <laughs> so when i first experienced that i managed to uh, to down them all because they were just playing silly but dude like it was really frustrating i'm like okay this this sucks this this is really bad so fingers crossed uh, behavior or whatever these guys are called. I always forget their name. The game company. Um, I, I hope that they relook at Freddy and do some changes to him because he, he's desperate. He's in desperate need for some changes. It's Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger should be scary, menacing, and just you don't want to face Freddy Krueger. Maybe it's because it's not the original, not Robert England, and it's the other guy from the new series. Whatever. I highly doubt it, but I. I also wish like he talked. <laughs> Freddy Krueger is known for his absolute shit talking, you know. <laughs> it, this guy, he just goes ha 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 ha. Okay, <laughs> like, that's so boring. But it's also kind of nice too, because like when you're walking around as Freddy, he's got the claw. Like you can see the claw on all times, and it goes like chick, chick, chick. like you know he plays with his fingers. Like that's cool. That's that's cool. I like it. But yeah, Freddy Krueger's fun, but. I don't really see him as somebody I want to continue playing, but he does have some nice perks. So my favorite perk that he has is called fired up or fire up. You gain a, a token for each 
generator that's done and it increases your uh, your speed and your actions by 10% each generator that's done so you you can vault over a window 10% faster or up to 40% faster so it's like almost instant so it's like you're just flying through and you just you become faster so it's like I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get you and boom you slice them it's great <laughs> so I'm trying to get that perk and all my other characters so I don't have to play Freddy anymore <laughs> but they also hosted a tournament through uh, Space Esports, and from what I saw, it wasn't a very well-organized tournament. Yikes. Ooh. Um, for example, uh, there was a guy waiting at the hatch, and I guess you gain a point by, uh, by going through the hatch or escaping or something. I don't know, but to make a long story short, once the hatch opened, the guy who was waiting there, he went in, and screwed up his team because at the very last minute the judges decided to change the rule about sitting on a hatch like it had to be open already if you found it so if you found the hatch you gain a point and if you go through it you get another point but they took away that one point because the hatch wasn't open Ooh, i don't agree with that if you find the hatch whether it's open or not you should be give you should be given the point one because it's easier to find the hatch when it's open because it makes like a little aura sound, and two the hatch that's closed doesn't do anything like it doesn't make a noise, like it it doesn't yeah it doesn't make a noise when it spawns it just goes boop there it is and you find it if you see it there like if you're that good at seeing things in the ground, like you know like spotting trapper traps you should be able to get that point so I didn't agree with that, and then two it just kind of made me go like how do you how do you how do you not know this there was a guy playing hillbilly hillbilly he can sprint across a whole freaking map with his with his power so that's what it is he's, he's like sonic he's like super fast like the flash he's like boom with his chainsaw and killers who play the hillbilly use that to their advantage they uh just they, they go between generators you know avoiding collisions because if you collide with something obviously you stop but they use hillbilly as mobility that's his whole entire thing the casters didn't know about that or so it seemed like. And it's like, oh, what, what are you talking about? I, I I guess I'm really biased when it comes to like tournaments and, you know, professional things. Or so to speak, professional. Aspiring professional. I don't know. If there's money on the line and prizes and stuff, people have to be professional. They just, it's that's all there is to it. Like you got to know your stuff. You gotta answer questions. You can't be changing the rules in the middle of the tournament. That just that does not sound okay. That is not cool. Like if that happened to me, like, oh cool, I did the thing, I get the point per rule by the rules. And the judge is like, mm, yeah, but you didn't do it like this. We're gonna go ahead and take away your point. Dude, that would make me so mad. That's like when you're in school and the teacher's like, Y'all, you got the answer right, but you didn't do it my way, so you got it all wrong. Ooh man, I don't like that. <laughs> but hey, it's it's their game. I'm sure the developers are working hard on it and I still like it. At the end of the day, I enjoy playing it, especially at night. It's all spooky and it's fun. So Hey, again, if you're into that, if you're into to spooky games and competitive games, try out Dead by Daylight. You're, you're not going to regret it. You like Battle Royale games? Are you too poor to afford PUBG? You don't like Fortnite because you want to fight against people, not walls? Well, I have a Battle Royale for you, and that is Realm Royale. 
Realm Royale is for you and me. It was the Battle Royale made for Warcraft players. I, I, I swear. It's an RPG system. It's RPG Battle Royale. And what do you mean by that? Well, I'm going to tell you. There's three, th three. There's multiple different classes. You got the warrior, the engineer, the mage, the assassin, and the hunter. So there's five. And each class, like with any other RPG, does something different. So like the warrior gains health every five health every three seconds. The engineer gains armor. The mage can fly around. The hunter can dodge roll. The assassin can stealth. So pretty typical. Like, you know, you see, you see warrior. Oh, okay, cool. Makes sense that he gains health back. Or engineer. Okay, armor. Huh, Overwatch again. <laughs> yeah, you know, cool things. But Realm Royale. So like with every Battle Royale game that's out there or being created, Everybody's in a lobby. They're all hopping around, you know, just doing their own thing. Since it's brand new, there's no cosmetics yet, so everybody kind of looks the same. But um, you get into the battle bus, like once everybody is, or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called. You, you get into this little uh, hot air balloon thing, and you see the island. You can hit tab. You look at the map. Choose where you want to drop in, because that's where the storm's going to be. So if you're new to Battle Royale, or you don't know what Battle Royale is... The whole objective is to be the last man standing. That's just term, last man, last woman, last dude, last person, however you want to say it. Point is, be the last one to survive. There's at least 100 people and they're all trying to kill you. So you gotta be ruthless, you gotta be smart, and don't take kind to anybody. You see somebody, take them out. <laughs> don't, don't be shy, don't make friends. It's, oh, it's kill or be killed. So you get in, you drop, you choose where you want to drop, and you you press spacebar and you hop out of the hot air balloon. What I really like about Realm Royale is that everybody's like coming in like a screaming comet. There's just effects sparkling around you and you're like, yeah, let's go, let's do this. And there's no parachute or anything. You just fall. And then you fall a little bit slower once you're about to reach your destination. And then you slam into the ground. You just, you just boom, punch the ground like Deadpool in that one C. Heroic landing, boom. <laughs> it's so great. So you, you run around, you try to find some weaponry, you open up a chest and little things pop out. So it's it's kind of like a, a random number generator type of game. So you can start with like a really good legendary, like your first drop, or start with like something really crappy, like a gray or something. So you, you got different weapons, you got a helmet, armor, boots, and, and gloves. So there's your RPG element, you got to fully equip your character. You also have three different slots depending on what character you're playing or what class. Uh, my personal favorite right now is the hunter because he, uh, he, she, they've got this, uh, this roll, this dodge roll thing, and it's super useful when it comes to like avoiding uh, a firefight <clears throat> or being shot at. So. Um, when you find somebody and you end up defeating them, they got two lives. So you got your normal life where you got where you deplete all their health and then you got like their chicken phase and it takes 30 seconds to revive. So when they're in their chicken phase, it's super cute. So they look like a, a chicken with a black eye. They got a surrender flag going on. They're just wobbling around. All they can do is press WASD to move around and they can jump too. They can't fly or anything. You're pretty, you're pretty much useless when you're a chicken form. So you got to defeat the chicken form to completely kill the person because after the 30 seconds uh, is up they're fully resurrected i don't know if it's half health or full health but they're they're back up and they're ready to go so you got to defeat them like entirely but this game is so much fun they just they just put in the solo mode so that makes it extra thrilling but when i was playing it they had the duo and the squad and dude there is nothing cooler right now than getting in your squad all 
boom, 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 just flying down and getting some really good weapons. And there's like a bunch of guys are all coming after you and you just wipe them out. Dude, you feel like a freaking badass. This, this game is fun. This game is really, really, really fun. And I can see myself playing it more in the future. Uh, Ninja was playing it. You know, the Fortnite guy? He was playing it, and he was having a good time. So this game is gaining some tra traction by some high-profile streamers. And I'll admit, that's kind of the reason why I got interested in it. Um, I tried Paladins, or as Gabrielle would like to say, Overwatch Lite. <laughs> I tried that out, and I saw that they were making a Battle Royale mode. So I'm like, how the hell is that going to work? And man, I'll, it works. It really works. It's it's fun. It's really, really fun. And the best part is, it's free. You can't afford PUBG? Play Battle uh, Realm Royale. Fortnite's cool and all, but like I said, I want to fight against the person and not walls. And plus, there's a lot of people there who are really, really good at the game already. Like, you know, they can get like pistol and they, they know the trajectory and like do the math already and it just sucks. But Realm Royale is so fresh that almost everybody's like on an equal playing field. So it doesn't feel unfair. Let me put it in perspective for you. 100 people versus one. I was playing the other day. I made it to 11th place. I don't play this game. <laughs> I've barely messed with the settings to get proper control feel. And I made 11th place. I don't know how these Battle Royale games go. I don't know how good that is. But hey, I felt pretty good. I, I took a guy down with like my crappy weapon. And he had a legendary bow. And I took his bow because hmm, I'm, I'm better. Ooh. <laughs> but yeah, Realm Royale. If Battle Royale games aren't your forte, I implore you, check this game out. Especially if you like RPGs and shooters. Definitely check it out. I'm going to end this with some real cool Warcraft news. So, again, as of this recording, on the 26th, not the 27th, Blizzard released something super cool, and that's the quest line to give up your artifact weapon. Aww. What's so cool about that? It makes you a freaking god! And you know what that means? You can do your mage tower. You can do the freaking mage tower now if you've been undergeared and you don't have anything and your character's really wimpy, he's a fresh 110. Go do that quest. Go turn in your artifact power weapon thingy and go do a mage tower because it makes you just crush everything. So you can get your appearances before Battle for Azeroth comes out. So I know a lot of my Twitter friends are just like, they were all about the mage tower. You know, they're super proud of their accomplishments. And I was having a good time seeing them do that. It wasn't for me, because I I don't want to be that challenged in World of Warcraft right now. I just, I couldn't care less. But then they came out with this, and I want all my freaking weapons. All I have is a paladin, a mage, a rogue, and a death knight. That's all I have. It's going to take me a while, but go do it. Go do it. It's a lot of fun. Now is the time to get your, uh, your artifact, mage, tower appearance things so you can carry on over to Battle for Azeroth. Because I guarantee you, when that expansion's ending and everybody's like, you know, with their crappy little weapons and their, their fresh tunes that didn't that they didn't make in Legion and you're, you're sitting there with your really cool mage, tower appearance and be like, yeah, that's right. I'm cool. That's neat. Oh, that's a that's a cool little basic little weapon you got there. Well, have you seen this from Mage Tower from Legion that you can't get anymore? Yeah, it, you're going to feel that way. <laughs> so thank you so much for sticking with me on this episode. This marks my 10th official episode, and I could not have done it without you, listener. I couldn't have done it without the people who podcast on the daily, and they kept telling me, like, hey, do your thing. 
do it. I couldn't have done it without the people who are out there saying like, hey, listen to this podcast, putting me on their podcast and interviewing me. Oh, it's you guys. Uh, it brings a freaking tear to my eye. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to these and saying like, hey, yeah, I like I like what you got to say. I really appreciate that. <sighs> just, just tugs my heartstrings. <laughs> Uh, if you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Perfect Nomad. I am also on Instagram, Perfect underscore Nomad. Up in the show notes, I'm going to go ahead and put my referral link for OpSeat. I'm telling you, this chair has changed my life. Like, I'm in, a, I'm in a good mood. My crops have grown. My skin is cleared. I'm in a happy mood all the time because of this chair. Because my back's not hurting me anymore. So if this interests you, $209 with my referral link. That's how much it costs. That's like... I don't know, a phone payment, a car payment. I don't know. I don't know what you do with your money. If you need a new chair, if you want something that's going to make your tush feel nice and comfy, Opseat. And they come in a bunch of different colors. I got the, the purple indigo looking one. I couldn't be happier with it. And pictures are on my Instagram and my Twitter. So go check it out. So once again, thank you. And that will be the ending of the 10th episode of the Freezing Nomad Podcast.